0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your co-host, Dallas Montague. It's wonderful to be in the studio again today, recording another podcast with our special friend, author and apostle Esau Jasper. Esau has an amazing testimony and God has used him powerfully in in various different nations around the world, uh, sharing the gospel. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear his testimony. He also just wrote a new book called Finishing on Time, A Roadmap to Kingdom Success. And this book is for you. It may sound crazy that I'm saying that before we even talk about the book, but the book, it's a revelation that Esau has received from God. This book is biblically based. And it's talking about if we are stagnant in our life with Jesus, if we feel far from God, distant from God, and maybe you feel like you're in a desert season, this book is is written so you can relight that fire in your life. And before we get into the interview today with Apostle Esau Jasper, I just want to talk about uh, the Great Commission. The Great Commission, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. I am a missionary in Brazil, as many of you may know, and Esau has been in different nations as well, preaching the gospel and doing other types of missions work. And so what I want to say today is that we are all called to be missionaries. I believe that we all have a call in our lives to be missionaries around the circle of influence that we have been given by God. And maybe you say, you hear that and you're like, no, I don't want to be a missionary. God, please don't send me to Africa. God, please don't send me to India, Asia. You know, I don't want to go out into the field. God, I have a business. I have a family. And what I want to say to that is I want to challenge you. You know, it might not be across the the nations, across the seas to be a missionary, but it just might be across the street. And so I think if we open up our eyes and we're available to God to be used by him every single day, every single opportunity, if we just go out of our house, leave our house and say, you know what? I am called to be the light of the world. I am called to be the city on the hill and I'm going to be used by God today. If we open up ourselves to be used by God, he will use us. I guarantee you, he will give you opportunities to go out and to reach people, to share his name, share his love to people. And I've also heard stories of people saying like, no, I'm a silent Christian. Like, I'll just show people by my kindness, by my love that I'm a Christian. And that's true. But what separates us from the world is Jesus. We're called to look different than the world. There's people in the world that are nice, that are kind, that still aren't following Jesus. There's people that are doing such as the Red Cross and other organizations like that who are helping homeless people, helping uh, disaster victims and things like that. But what separates us Christians is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And what we're called to do is to go into our realm of influence and we're called to make a difference. We're called to we're called to be representations of who Jesus is to the world. And what I want to say today is that, yeah, we are called to be missionaries. We are called to go out and to make disciples of all nations. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to us. That's what Matthew 28, 18 says. We have the power. Jesus' name trembles the darkness. So I just want to encourage you today as we go into the, this interview with Esau Jasper, be encouraged today. God bless.
0: You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
2: Living a clean life before God is the foundation of any and every relationship with the God of Abraham. He requires complete loyalty to Him and Him alone. From this loyalty breathes faith, righteousness, and the fear of God. The rewards of this loyalty are tremendous. Long life, prosperity, and salvation to say the least. We all have a Pharaoh in our lives in one shape or form holding us hostage or binding us to something. But God will hear your cry when you reach out to him and he will set you free. Listen to Patience Shigamira. magnify the greatness of God in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit by combining God's word with music. Patience just released a new single entitled My Salvation found on YouTube at Patience Shigamira. Are you looking for the best and easiest way to make money online? Join Robbie Blanchard in a free training at linctrader.com. That's linctrader.com. T-r-a-d-e-r.com. in this free training robbie will show you how to generate a passive income promoting informative products that people are just dying to use zero experience necessary to become a success with this system contact robbie at l-i-n-c today you're not going to want to miss this free training before we begin
1: i'm just going to say a quick prayer Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity, for this podcast, for the platform that we have, that we're able to speak to people, we're able to bring hope to the listeners. Jesus, I thank you so much for our guest, Esau. Lord, I pray that you anoint the words that come out of his mouth. I pray that he's prepared. Lord, I pray that every word that comes out of his mouth will encourage us that we leave this podcast differently than we came in. Lord, we're only here for you. There's no reason to do this podcast if it isn't to glorify your name, God. So we put you first. God, this is impossible without you. You are the center of attention today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Esau, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you.
3: Amen, amen. I'm grateful to God for the opportunity. I thank you very much. Uh, To our listener out there, I'm Apostle Jasper from the nation of Liberia. I my Christian walk, I, I actually encountered Jesus Christ many years ago. Uh, before then, when I was in high school, I debated the issue of Christianity. Many times, when our religious teacher, our Bible teacher, came to class and wanted to uh, talk about Christianity, I would argue, I say to him, I said, What if Christianity was the making of some philosopher who felt that the world was wicked and they needed change? And so they put the fear of God to uh, teaching, But later on, did I know that God was for real? And since that time, I would go to church sometimes to worship. And then, uh, when the word of God started to pierce my spirit, I become uncomfortable, and I usually would try to get out of the church service because I was not comfortable. Because in me there was a fear, something that told me that there was God, and God was for real. And yeah, but one day I went to a church. Why in the church, I tried to leave when the message was really touching me. And I realized there was a crowd of people on my right-hand side. And there was a wall on my left-hand side. There was no way for me to get out in the midst of the crowd. The next thing I realized, I was on my feet, walking to the altar and sobbing and crying. And I didn't know how that happened. How did I get to the altar? Because I was determined wow. never to do that. But I got my life saved. I felt different. I felt so new, brand new when Jesus entered my life. And when he entered my life, he began to speak to me on many different things. I remember one time I went to visit a friend and in Africa, sometimes we visit people and then we share room. So I was sharing room with this friend, but before I could sleep, I I knelt on the bed and I began to pray. As I was praying, I heard an audible voice in the room. Wow. It said galatians 2 5 that was all the voice said to me galatians 2 5 and then my friend name was doverly i walk in my i said did you hear anything and doverly went i didn't hear anything so i waited in the morning and then i opened the scripture and the lord was speaking directly to me having begun in the spirit have you suffered too many things that you want to walk in the flesh that's what the scripture was telling me that day and basically i I had a desire, I was fighting hard to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is controversial to some of you, maybe. But I was trying to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that was why the Lord spoke to me. That particular day, I wanted it to be so natural. That particular day, I was able to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I felt so wonderful. And that was the beginning of a long journey for me. And the Lord started to speak to me in dreams, in visions, and I would hear the the voice of the Lord very often. And I would heed to the Word of God. I went to Bible school and I went to Bible college. I was learning the Word of God. And God started to speak to me and I started traveling. At that time, I never had money, but I would have a desire from the Lord to travel to nations. I would go from one city, preach, raise money, and use that money for transportation to get to the next city and preach uh, I, I was just all over the place. There was a time the Lord spoke to me to go to uh, the Republic of Syria alone in West Africa. And wow. Yeah. He spoke to me to go to the Republic of Sierra alone. I never had money in my pocket. I went to the military barrack, and I spoke with the, uh, there was an RSM, R-S-M something like that. Uh, he was some flight lieutenant. I told him, I said, the Lord is speaking to me to, to Sierra alone. I don't know. He said, all right, come Wednesday unless see what happened. but come with a little bit of clothes took a bed, put on my shoulder, I just went to the barrack. In Liberia, we call it the Coast Guard Base. It was the barrack for the Coast Guard. When I went there, he called all of the uh, United Nations personnel who were going with the helicopter, and I was the guy there, man. And when I looked, I got this call. He just waved his hand to me, and I like, come on. And I kept running under the helicopter. The wind was blowing me up like that, and I just got into a military helicopter. We flew, I mean, by the grace of God, we flew to the Republic of Sierra Leone. I went to long why Sierra Leone? I visited the Fifth Assembly of God, the second largest church there. There was a major. I was invited to preach there. There was a major there called Bangura, Panky Bangura. Uh, God gave me favor within so much, and He was taking care of a lot of stuff for me. And then I told Him I want to go back to my country. I don't have transportation again. He said, "All right, I'm going there." So fly with me, we flew from Lungid airport. I mean, we flew from, uh, we flew from uh, a hotel called Mamiyoko hotel where they had a military, uh, office. We flew with a helicopter, we went to Lungid and then from Lungid, I was the only civilian that was so, so we got on a Russian built helicopter. I was taking a lot of heavy stuff and I, rode with that, I flew with that helicopter back to my country and so God has been taking me on a lot of miraculous trips. I have gone to nations, I've gone to places, I've preached to people, I've gone places where I've not even seen the guy who ought to host me. I don't even know him. He just gave me an invitation. I went to so many states in Nigeria and other countries around West Africa, preaching this precious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God has been giving great results. There have been great testimonies of signs and wonders and things that's happened. And I'm so grateful to God. I'm so humbled today to be on your broadcast, to share this testimony.
1: Yeah, it's such a great honor to have you on the podcast as well. Thank you. So are some of these testimonies in your book, Finishing on Time, A Roadmap to Kingdom Success?
3: Yeah, there are a few of these testimonies that are in the book. There are a lot of testimonies. I have a lifelong testimony for the low time I've lived on earth, and I can go giving testimony instances of um, interaction of God, how God intervened uh, into many situations in my life. I can remember because when I was in Africa, there was a civil war that broke up in my country, and uh, i was just walking that day right and and then i got arrested they asked me for id i said i don't have id on me so they arrested me and they were about to take me to a very terrible place on the front line i said wow god as soon as i bowed my head they put me they were waiting for pickup to take me up and carry me i just bowed my head. i told the guy i said i pastor a church here my church is on kim johnson road in fact I asked the lady across the street there, she's, she's one of the ushers in my church, but the soldier refused. They didn't even listen to me. I had so many people in the area I was trying to point to. It was in the night. Nobody knew I was there, but I was there waiting for the truck. So I just, I just talked to God. And I just said a short prayer. And after that prayer, miraculously, somebody came walking down. I didn't know this person. The person they didn't know me. But this person started shouting at the soldier. The person was a civilian. He said, I know this guy. This guy is good. Uh, he's good to all the kids Yeah. If you guys ever do anything to him, tomorrow I'm going to go to your boss and I'll report you guys. They got afraid. They just got afraid. I didn't know that person. And then they just released me. I went, I walked to the person. I said, Thank you. I said, But I don't even know you. He said, Yeah, I, I know you don't know me, but I saw them taking you from when I was up the hill. And then something in my spirit kept talking to me to go and help. That's how I went across the street. I just started saying stuff. Because my mom works with the bus. So, I mean, there are a lot of testimony I can go on to give of God's miraculous intervention. And uh, I have been to uh, I have been to nations to preach the gospel, like Sierra Leone. I had to pass through a certain place in Sierra Leone to go to preach the gospel. And I got arrested. I got arrested in Sierra Leone. You know, because people felt that my body was looking too good to be a preacher. <laughs> and so I must have been enjoying government money or something like that. But I talked to them. God spoke to them. I mean, God spoke to me, and I talked to them. After the intimidation, the harassment, they released me. And I had to get on a keynote with my speaker. We crossed the river just to go to a refugee camp to preach the gospel. And so God has taken me in areas, many areas. I've come a long way. And so I'm very grateful to be here today. Uh, in the United States where I started a church. In, I, I had a church that I planted in Figo, North Dakota. Uh, and right now I'm in Minneapolis. I'm planning on starting another work here, and I'm going to be starting work around. Uh, the ministry is called Miracle Life Center International.
1: Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us. And Esau, where were you born at?
3: Oh, yeah. I was, I was born uh, in Liberia, my home country. But, but I lived in America when I was six years old and then my father passed. I went back home and God brought me back.
1: It sounds like you've had a pretty crazy and incredible journey.
3: It is, a, it is it's definitely a incredible journey. Now we give God the glory for everything.
1: And Esau, now I have a question for you. Actually, I prepared a few questions for you. I think I already sent them to you, but uh, the first question is, why did you choose this title for the book? Why did you choose Finishing On Time, A Roadmap to Kingdom Success?
3: Well, choice or, or choices made when there there are options, but in this case, there was no option. The only option there was was the option to obey God or not to obey God, which of course I didn't really consider that an option because my desire has always been to obey God. I believe this was a word from the Lord, so it came it came directly and it was clear to me uh finishing on time was impressive upon my spirit i preach i preach I preached messages on it and I, the more i talk about it the more i think about it the more inspired i become and so that was the story that's how the work came you know so i believe i believe i believe that was a theme that god has uh, uh for this generation and it's there's a purpose for it i do believe and so i had to obey god i didn't have the luxury of making choices as to what will kind of capture the audience or not but it came out it came out of inspiration from the Lord, and that is what I say. The only option I had was to obey God, and I did obey God.
1: So you say that finishing on time was a common theme. What God was speaking to in your life at the time?
3: Yeah, finishing time came as as, as it came as an inspiration. Many times, like God will just drop a word in my spirit. I know He just drop a word in my spirit, and it just become alive, like a living word. And sometimes why? Because it was it was actually birth. Out of, out of many prayers and study, as I was studying the Word of God and I was reading uh, the Scripture at a particular time, the Lord breathed that Word into my spirit. And it was so strong. It was so convincing. And I knew there was something He wanted me to do with that Word. And, and, and I prayed about it, prayed and fasted for His direction.
1: And Esau, why did you write this book? What was the revelation behind this book, the purpose of this book? Why did you write it?
3: Well, the Bible says in the book of Psalm uh, 68, verse 11, says the Lord gave it His word; great was the company of those that published it." I was inspired. I believe it was a word from the Lord that was not just for a particular church or particular segment of people. I believe it was a word. It was a word that the Lord wanted uh, to go about, go about the word. This is something that the Lord wants people to read and learn from them, because it has with it a lot of great benefits. And so I took the challenge in obedience to God's Word. And like I quote to the scripture, the Lord gave His Word. Great was the company of those that publish it. And so I decided that, I mean, by the grace of God, He inspired my heart to share this Word through publication. And So in obedience to His Word, again, I endeavored to do that.
1: So would you say that this book was a lot of revelation from God and that that's kind of what sets this book apart from other books out there,
3: yeah, this revelation is is one of the major factors that set this book apart from from most books but similar to other books that were breath out of a revelation out of God giving you a ritma. Be- besides that uh, one of the things that set this book apart from other book again i mean some of the things that this book is actually Bible-based. There is no there is no discussion that is not that does not have a scriptural reference. There's always a scriptural reference supporting every idea. It's not like a story being told, except for the fact that I kind of gave one or two testimonies of myself in this book. But all of the teaching are Bible-based. And it will, it will it will amaze you to see the wonderful richness of scripture popping out of this word, out of this book. And this is going to enrich your spirit so much to the point that it's going to build a special relationship between you and God.
1: And for the listeners, yeah, this book is written by the revelation of God. Esau got a revelation from God and he wrote down the book and it's also backed by scripture. And so that's such an important part of a book is that not only are you getting fresh revelation from God through Esau, you're also getting biblical principles. So I think that's super important. You guys need to check out this book on Amazon, Finishing on Time, Roadmap to Kingdom Success. Amen. Esau, what do you think would be your favorite part of this book?
3: Well, uh, the book entirely is like it's like driving a car. You know, uh, when I used to teach uh, hermeneutic students, I tell them that uh, uh, you know preaching the word of God is like driving a car. You start from a particular point, and then you move on to the next point. Sometimes there will be signs along the way. There will be a detour you have to. De- I mean, it's like driving a car, you know, leaving from one place to another. And as you go driving a car, you realize that every area you cover is ex- is very necessary and important for you to reach your final destination. I mean, because if you if you don't have a drop of water, you cannot have a full cup. So every every area you cover in this book is important. But if if I were to like select uh like a particular part of this book, you know, as a point of emphasis, all right, I will probably select the part that talks about accelerating the vision, that is chapter five. I mean, accelerating the mission, that's chapter five. In chapter five, we talk about accelerating the mission. The reason I would choose accelerating the mission is because it, it, it kind of explains in detail the, the entire of the book. All right. And we talk more about, we'll talk about sleeping Christians. I mean spiritually sleeping. And our Christians, uh, we talk about them living a dysfunctional life, and we we talk about, we, we talk about, I mean this part talks about, like, for example, in the book of 1 Corinthians uh, 15, verse 10, Paul writes, but by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all. Not yet I, but the grace of God which was which was with me. That is first Corinthians 15, verse 10. Now Paul being Paul Paul was not counted amongst the early apostles. Paul became an apostle later in his lifetime as he encountered Jesus on Damascus Road and was brought before the early church and uh, was rejected but later accepted and then began to preach the word of God with boldness, with firmness, with such an unshakable faith, uh, Paul then became accepted as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then Paul said, he said, I live more than them all. Who was he referring to? You were referring to basically the early apostles labor more than them in the scripture. and we can look at the work of Paul and see how far Paul went, even though Paul started late but he was able to accomplish that which he established. So this is what I say. you know uh, this particular part is uh, because the book intention is to so motivate know to motivate us and to give her a sense of urgency, to push her forward, to inspire our spirit. So that we can begin to fulfill that which God has called us to fulfill. There are many dead dreams around. There are people who are living today. They have forgotten what God has called them to. They have left their dream. They are into something different. They have given up on life. Some people have gotten frustrated because they feel in time past And so they think that their life is, is a continuous failure. But. This book will elevate you to another level in the realm of the spirit. It will motivate you. It will inspire you. It will give you a, a spirit of urgency to want to move out and get the work done. The Bible says. The Bible says. So after that, the Bible says also besides the sleeping Christian, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty-four verse ten. I told you this. This book is actually Bible-based. Every every concept of this book is supported with scripture. The Bible says, "If thou faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small." Amen. So many people, many people are not moving, they are fainting, they are giving up too early. All right, because it's so small, but you can't you can't you can develop your faith, you know, you can't move forward. The Bible talks about the children of Israel talking about the wilderness experience, an 11 day journey, you know, it took them forty years because of certain reasons they were not able to reach into God's into God's bed, into the place of promise, you know. And the Bible also says in the book of Matthew 13, verse 25, it says but while the man slept, the enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. So basically, symbolically, sleep to a Christian, when we talk about sleep, is very symbolic. All right? Sleep is uh, sleep, laziness, sluggishness. I mean, these are, I mean, they are very symbolic. It, it, it talks about a person who loves, who has lost their zeal, their desire to move forward and or the desire to, to get done what God has called him to get done, all right? That's a sleeping Christian, all right? In the book of Proverbs 121, verse 4, the Bible said, Behold, he that keepeth Asia neither sleep nor slumber. It's not in God's nature to sleep. And we as children of God, we are birthed by God. In us, is embedded the nature of God. We we are carriers of God's divine nature, you know? So we can begin to talk like Jesus and act like Jesus. So when I talk about sleep, I talk about sleep in a spiritual, I mean in a spiritual and not a physical sense, you know. So you cannot allow yourself to get to get to get uh, you get discouraged, to give up, and don't want to pursue what God has called you because of disappointment and failures, or because of neglect, or because those that you expected to come along have um, kind of changed their mind. Listen to me. This is what I say. If nobody else wants to do it for God. I will do it for God. So my faith is not dependent on people because when your faith is dependent on people and circumstances, if those people don't show up and the circumstances change, guess what? You have nothing to to rely on. Your faith must always be dependent on God because God is the author and the finisher of that faith.
1: I like what you said there. You said that, we can't put our trust in men. We have to put our trust in God. And I actually just was able to preach a couple Sundays ago here in Brazil a message about that. Are we we're looking around for other people to be examples of, or are we looking mm-hmm. to Jesus? You know, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, I want to be like this YouTube pastor. I want to be like that pastor. I want to look like that bishop or that guy. When really we should be looking at Jesus. He is the mm-hmm. focus. He is the the plumb line, the example of who we're supposed to look like. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to strive to look like somebody else. We're supposed to mm-hmm. strive to look like Jesus. And so I think you're exactly right when you say that. And Esau, um, who do you think this book is for? Would you say that it's for pastors? Do you think it's for new believers, people who have been kind of stagnant in their faith? Who do you think this book is written towards?
3: Yeah, this book is this book is uh, basically a. Uh, I would divide the category into into uh, pastor and pastor and people from the pew all of that but I would di- I would say that this book is both for safe and unsafe I mean Christians and non-christians uh, There are Christian uh, who whose views are probably waxing cold already right? are giving up the faith they are the verge where they're about to quit but I want to say to you don't quit and I appreciate a message years ago about Don Quay. And in this book, uh, you realize that I added uh, uh, the story of Nehemiah, all right? Nehemiah was faced, when Nehemiah, was, when, when Nehemiah decided to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, he was faced with opposition from Sabbath, from the Amorites, and, and Tobias, and all of that. They came to Nehemiah and tried to, tried to stop Nehemiah from fulfilling what God has planned for Nehemiah. But the Bible said Nehemiah did not even get, get heed to them. Nehemiah was one time in Athen, Nehemiah Athen's chapter 6. He was on top of the wall, and he said, uh, Nehemiah, stop what you're doing. Come and let's talk about this thing. And Nehemiah said, why must I leave the work of God to come and have conversation with you? Many, many, many Christians are not answering the enemy like that. Nehemiah said, why must I allow God's work to be delayed just to come and have a conversation with you? You know, and Nehemiah refused. Nehemiah allowed the, the workers to have the weapons on the other hand and the tools to work on the other hand so that they were willing to fight as they go about working. And I think we as Christians, we we kind of leave the word of God and we pay more attention to things uh, that will not profit us. You know? So I want to say let's keep talk to the word of God like mm-hmm. Nehemiah was and you know, continue to build we just got to keep building. Forget about the noise. So many voices will come in your spirit. So many voices will come in your ear. Voices of discouragement. Voices of uh, voices that will try to bring you down. Voices will tell you how useless, how, how you, know, you know, and all the voices will keep coming. But guess what? The only voice that should reign in your mind in your way is the voice of God. What God has told you must always be, it must always be your key focus. Because that's how you're going to get through. If you're thinking you're going to live in a world because you're a Christian, you're not going to face battle. You're not going to face warfare. The enemy is not going to attack you because you're a Christian. Then you are missing the mark. The Bible says, Many are the adversaries of the righteous. For the Bible says, The Lord shall deliver us from all. So you're going to face battle. You're going to face battle. The enemy is going to come. The Bible says he comes in like a flaw. But God shall build a standard against the enemy. So, we're going to face temptation. We're going to face a battle. We're going to, the enemy is going to try to discourage us in many different ways, right? In many different ways. And even from the church, uh, uh, David David, David, talked about the enemies and from within. They are the the, the most dangerous you know, enemy from within. So I'm just saying to you, yeah, this book is something you should have because a lot of scriptures and references and revelation that the Lord gave, a lot of revelation. You know some of the revelation I don't even I can't even I can't even remember because it came it came fresh as a Rick mine was written into this book so I can't even talk to talk about it or not. but get a copy of this book and your life will never be the same
1: and for our listeners if you're feeling distant from God if you're feeling like you have lost your passion, you lost your focus on God, your dreams have fallen away um you're kind of in this place where you're like, man, what am I supposed to do? what is my purpose guys get this book? Available on Amazon, Finishing on Time, A Roadmap to Kingdom Success. Um, It'll relight the fire in your life. Guys, get this book. Esau, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us?
3: Yeah, let me just say to you that we are in the last days and we are awaiting the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the first advent of the second coming, uh, which is the rapture. The terminology of rapture is not directly used in Scripture. Uh, but the activity is reflected in scripture. The Bible says we shall be caught up with the Lord in the cloud and and that and at that time there's uh there will be a judgment called the be mercy judgment because the books end with the mercy judgment. The be mercy judgment is uh a judgment of rewards where God is gonna reward us based on our faithfulness and all of that is like a concept comes from the uh the Olympic. Uh so I, I want to say to you that Give this book and you get this book and you are never going to regret it because it's going to develop a spirit of urgency in your life. It's going to motivate. It's going to inspire you. There will be scriptures that you might have never come across before that would come alive in your spirit as you go about reading this book. And guess what? You get to also get a one or two testimony of my personal life as you go through this book. So this book is a book that everyone must have in order to walk this journey of faith. finishing on time. Is your book for this time. God bless you all.
1: Yeah, once again, thank you so much for being part of our podcast today, Esau. And where can the listeners find you? If they're trying to locate you via Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, the book is on Amazon. I'll put that link in the description. But how else can the listeners find you?
3: Yeah, I just forgot to add that uh, this book is on Kindle. You can get a Kindle edition. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Nooks. You can get it on Goody. You can get it on Store. You can get it on eBay. You can get it on you can get it from Barnes and Nobles. You can get it from all. I would say all Christian bookstore or almost every Christian bookstore. Alright, so it's all around. You can get it on Nuke. I mean, wherever you, wherever you take, you can go on Goodreads. You get it from Goodreads. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you get Apostle Isser Jasper on Facebook. You go to Miracle. Vibration broadcast on Facebook. That's my broadcast station that has just been activated. Miracle Life Center on Facebook. Uh, My website uh, was up. It's down now, but it will be up maybe within uh, two to three weeks. It's uh, doidere miracle life centers. uh, international.com. So try to get the book. Brought me. You can go to your Google search. And just put my first name, last name, Easter Jasper, and then information on me is going to pop up. Everybody sell the book is going to pop up. My Facebook page is going to pop up just by browsing Easter Jasper. Everything is going to pop up on Google search.
1: And also, how much are you selling the book for?
3: Uh, the price online is uh, for the hard copy is $11.49. That was a price that was uh established by the publishing company not me uh and then the book on kindle is just five dollars
1: and great thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today esau it's been a pleasure to have you thank you for sharing your testimony talking about your book a little bit guys once again visit amazon get that book and esau to end the podcast today would you be able to pray us out
3: oh yeah i will definitely let us pray Father. Father, we thank you, to God, for your word. The Bible says your word never go and return void. We thank you for the power of the word. The word is sharp for the two-edged sword, piercing the sun of the marrow in the joints. Father, we thank you, to God, for our listeners today, wherever the eye law, I decree the life of favor upon them in the name of Jesus. I clothe them with a coat of many colors. As Joseph was clothed with that coat and the favor of God continues to follow him. I call every listener with the favor of God this day in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray to God that you will brighten their days. Those that are about to go out, that you will secure them in the name of Jesus. You will keep their heart connected to you in the realm of the spirit, Lord. I pray, O God, that every life will be elevated in the realm of the spirit, O God. I pray, O God, for a fresh anointing upon the life of your people in the name of Jesus, O God. I pray, O God, for the enthusiasm of God. I pray for the audience of the Word to be able to permeate their spirit in their soul, O God. I pray, O God, that they will move out with that spirit in the name of Jesus, O God. Thank you, O God, for the many blessings that is bestowed for the life of your audience, O God. God. Thank you to God for your men's servants, oh God, who is hosting this program. I cover him with the special grace of God in the name of Jesus. I pray for authoring. I pray to God, Lord, that you will begin to enact in him a greater, a, greater, a greater proportion of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank you to God for all that you have and purpose for our life. In Jesus' name I pray.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.